0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of The Snapshot. We are your hosts. My name is K.M. Best, and I'm joined by none other than Marvel Snap phenom, Brendan Patrick. The Snapshot is a Marvel Snap podcast focused on the competitive side of the game. For episode 20, we'll be talking about Iron Lad, one of the most hyped cards to ever release in Marvel Snap, as well as breaking down Brendan's tournament win with Patriot. Let's get into it. Cam, how was your week in Marvel Snap? This was the highlight of my week in Marvel Snap. Like, the whole reason I do content. I know, I've always known that I'm probably not going to be the best player of Marvel Snap for any serious amount of time, right? I was the best player of Marvel Snap, maybe, potentially, for like a very small period of time. But... What I've always wanted to be is the bridge that helps other people get better. It's why I don't have any paywalls on my content. It's why all the deck lists I post are the ones I believe in. It's why they're always, I'm doing things like that for this purpose. And to see it happen right in front of my eyes to my podcast <laughs> partner to just feel like just pick one of those up and go is one of the coolest things that I've ever seen. Yeah, like like that is like to take a deck that I I was messing around with on ladder and I was like ah oh, this seems really good and then just absolutely rip through a tournament with it. Like I mean that makes me believe in the deck more. Yeah. Like that changed the entire focus of my stream today. Twelve. So I was gonna be, I was gonna move on from it because like I had a choice. It was either talking about enchantress. And how if enchantress is gone, stuff like this is going to be ridiculous mm-hmm. or talking about uh, Venom, right? And it was going to be Venom. The Venom is cooler. I like Venom. But then you won and it was like, all right, well, I have to do this now because this it would be a it would be a disservice not to cover this deck at this point yeah
1: so it was uh it was 12 for 12 it was exact the exact cards um and you know what i honestly empathize with you playing this deck and maybe hopping off it a bit because i do think this deck is actually a significantly better battle mode deck than it is a ladder deck because no i
0: didn't hop off it because i thought it was bad Mm. i hopped off it because i was trying to play other iron Lad decks at the same time
1: when you when I played this deck in battle mode versus when I tried it on ladder was like night and day because in in ladder I feel sometimes forced to commit to some greedier plays that I could get blown out by a specific tech card like an yes. enchantress like a super scroll but in battle mode you don't have to because you get the info on your opponent's deck um, but yeah the tournament was it was a hundred players it was single elimination so it was seven zero to the finish and I had a I had a pretty interesting interesting uh, set of pairings I faced Death Thanos. Te- yeah. Tech card soup three times
0: in the third That's like that's just like the worst possible matchup. It's not the- even like Killmonger is that good against you if you know it's there, but it's not like it's bad against you. <laughs> like- it still makes the death cost almost nothing. Yes. And in-
1: wave, you st- like wave is still annoying. Right when they're triple spelling on the turn six after wave, that's not good for you. Like that's bad. No. Yeah. Um. And then I f- one of them had Super Scroll, which um you know, I'm, I'm going to put the list. I'm going to make a note to put the list up at the start of this conversation. So we're all on the same page. But when you have Iron Man in the deck and things like Onslaught don't, and Blue Marvel. You don't win that. Shit. You can't play those. Like you can't play like half your deck when someone's playing Super yes. Skull. Um. Anyway, we're gonna break down all of that. So let us go ahead into the news first, Cam, because we did have some OTA sure. changes. You did mention you did mention Venom, but from the top we have Drax moving from a four five to a four six, and instead it now gets plus two power if your opponent played a card to the opposing location. Rockslide gets a nerf from four six to four five, still playable. Later. Ladies and gentlemen, um, Venom. This is the most. This the most interesting one for me, by the way, and I think you as well. Three one to three three. Enchantress nerf four six to four five. Um, which which card are you specifically most excited about in a vacuum and in terms of its ramifications on the meta? Um, Enchantress. Is, yes. Yeah. It uh, opens
0: things up, right? It's not even that it opens things up. It's just that, like, I fully believe that. If a card is nerfed in the OTAs, people are gonna be like, "Oh, I don't want to play that," <laughs> and it like that is that creates the opening for a deck like this. Like that's what allows you to do is people like, oh, "Oh, I might as well cut Enchantress. She's not really that free anymore. Let me go back to Shang Chi." No, stop it! <laughs> like, go keep playing Enchantress. She's really damn good still. Yeah, four five is still super powerful,
1: and with all these Dark Hawk decks running around, I still think Enchantress is a great. A great card to have in the deck. Honestly, most of my opponents during the tournament had Enchantress, but Enchantress in a in a format like Battle Mode just gets weaker because you are able to split pressure your lanes in terms of your ongoing cards and effectively play around it. Still a good card. Don't get me wrong. Rather opponent not have it than have it. But in ladder, sometimes you're like, okay, looks like I have to play the onslaught to this lane, overcommit, you get Enchantress. You're like, holy, sh- it feels terrible. <laughs> what do you think yeah. about Venom though? Uh, Venom is particularly interesting because, like, does this. What archetypes does this open up? Do you potentially throw it into Death Wave now? Um, and is Deadpool like a playable deck?
0: No. No. Uh, so my first thought with this was, <laughs> let's see if it's good in Death Wave, which I think, you know, it is. But Death Wave is mid as fuck. And we all people know that, right? Like, that, that's I think Death
1: Wave deck. is a good deck to climb with. But um, Death Wave mid.
0: is in every single format, the fifth best deck. In every single format, it's the fifth best deck. It's, it's, do you know that, that meme of like the guy cheering and going, Yay! yeah, and then like it's, it's, it's like four or five other people in front of him on the steps. If you charted those by win rate, that would be Death Wave in every meta. Death Wave would be like down here, and then like there'd be like four to seven decks that are all better than Death Wave in terms of win rate. No, I actually think the real application is in Galactus, Shuri, mm. Nimrod. I'll tell you, I, I, lost to shuri into nimrod there's an open lane Mm -hmm. so i played around galactus they played venom Deathlock, sent the nimrods over then sent the nimrods over again
1: really powerful how would you compare that to shuri nimrod destroyer in um in that lane it's like
0: the same thing but you just run both
1: Mm -hmm. you just run both
0: like you just i just don't i don't know what the list is but it's powerful powerful yeah
1: i think venom was the one that had me most excited the enchantress nerf plus the rock slide dive nerf kind of hits the same deck i mean enchantress obviously being many more decks but um that sort of stature dark zabu deck that is just a lot of value performing really well overall right now i think Hoogland did a video talking about how it, the stats on that deck
0: were just absolutely ridiculous um, the stats on the deck are berserk but i will caution anyone against using the stats on untapped right now Mm. because there's no way to filter out bots anymore. You used to be able to filter out bots by going 70 to 99. But now if you're high MMR, that's where all the bots are. And so I I, I am now like, I believe it in an abstract sense, but there's too much Agatha on the front page of win rate sorting <laughs> when you use those to actually believe straightforward 100% of the time. I just like I, it, it's generally going to get you there, but there are some serious issues with data collection in the context of bots existing.
1: Agatha better or worse than Death
0: Wave in Cam's book. Always worse. Come I'm on, not, I'm not joking. gonna yeah. I know you're joking, to. but it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna like out of context clip me here, man. I'm not I'm not gonna be on I'm not gonna be on record. I'm not gonna get like owned six months from now off a throwaway joke on a mm. podcast, all right? It's gonna
1: be you. I'm gonna do a clip with that and it's gonna be you in like a different t-shirt from a couple weeks ago, going, Yes.
0: <laughs> Agatha It's Agatha gonna be better. a deep fake. <laughs> you get like an AI deep fake
1: <laughs> like the mouth is all blurry. <laughs> I have a question about drax so we talk about that zabu uh Black Bolt stature kind of big stats uh deck can you can you sub out something like enchantress and put in drax now this four six base potentially a four eight no
0: so is it just a c6 card then is drax just i mean like we, we just went through like why why I would keep running Enchantress and mm-hmm. why you definitely shouldn't cut Enchantress. If you asked about a different card, I'd have a different answer, maybe, co- possibly, but it's like, should I replace Enchantress? No.
1: <laughs> okay, say that <laughs> no, list is also not. running Shang Chi. Can you
0: move the Shang Chi out and maybe play the Drax? Uh, that's like actually more reasonable, if only because a lot of people are still playing a bunch of decks that dodge Shang Chi, mm-hmm. right? Like there's still. A bunch of decks that very much are able to dodge Shang-Chi, so the threat of Shang-Chi is doing half the work for you. Just the fact that people could be playing it is impacting people's deck building, right? Like, you have like black bolt stature things that's dodging Shang-Chi, like, mm-hmm. that's it's non-zero. I actually on Friday, which spoiler alert, that's when we're recording this, uh, edit that out if you want, but. I played against Nalguidan a ton and he was playing the uh, stature list and I was playing the Patriot list. And by the time we were done, he was like, I cannot play Shang-Chi in here. I have to take Shang-Chi out and put Enchantress back in. <laughs> he actually was just like, there's no way. And like he came into my, my chat later and he was just like, Shang-Chi, not even just against me, was just completely useless mm. for him. And I think that's pretty relevant and pretty telling or it's just like even after the nerf if you have to pick one right now you pick enchantress i agree yeah i definitely agree if you
1: have that one text i think enchantress is the pick at the four or five stats still um and like you said even the decks that shang chi should be good against are often playing around and dodging your shang chi mm. one of my and speaking of death wave specifically i was going to wait till we talked about the deck but one of the funniest things about death wave is it's turn four is sometimes just shang chi
0: and jesus christ nothing feels it's worse so ass it's dude. so bad it's, it's <laughs> why storm is so good into that matchup because it's like death waves turn four is just the worst fucking turn four of all time unless it is literally bucky carnage yeah like it's so ass
1: it is absolutely invisible. Um, all right. So other news, Iron Lad releases for it's a 4-6. It says copy the text of the of your deck's top card. Um, yeah, so TLDR on that card. Good card for sure. I think this was hyped up. This was the most hyped up card. Everybody said it was going to be broken. I saw so many things. It was like this card is busted. It's
0: not broken. I don't
1: think it is. That's the thing is I think it's a just a reasonable card. Should you pick it up? Yeah. I mean, I was happy with my
0: purchase. I'll tell you that but mainly because of the freaking
1: Patriot deck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like like that's the only deck where I really feel like he's really doing something sincerely fucked up, Mm -hmm. right? In a lot of other decks, it's like kind of a side grade, I think, in the Black Bolt stature list. I think it's a little bit more than a side grade if you're playing the Dino list that I posted on Twitter along with the Patriot list with like Super scroll Dino, things like that, right? Yes, I played that list very good. (laughs) The basic, shout out to Get Wrecked, by the way, entirely his list. Uh, The basic thing with Iron Lad is he pushes you away from playing interaction, or at least conditional interaction, and he pushes you towards, uh, I'm gonna put a bunch of big numbers on the board, do you have the thing that answers the big numbers I just put on the board, right? It's part of why I like the dino thing, because by running Super Scroll, it's like, Proactive interaction. It's kind of stuff you can run with Iron Lad. Leech would be another card that I think you can run with Iron Lad mm-hmm. that is interacting in that way. But you can't run or you are disincentivized from running Shang-Chi, Enchantress, things like that. It's not good with this conditional stuff. And so there it, it's a limited card. I think, but very powerful in its niche. I ended up giving it like a, a light four on my five star scale, mm-hmm. which is like high. It's not Kitty Pride high, but it's high. It's very hard for a card to get a five for me if it's going to be downgrading at any point. I think the only card that I would have straight up given a five to if I was doing this was was Dark Hawk after Zabu, right? Like that's just like that's what it is. And, it, and Iron Lad is not Dark Hawk. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah, I think- and that's fine. Not every card has to be.
1: Iron Lad is a build around card. it's not a hardcore build around card, but you do have mm. to structure a deck in a way that makes Iron Lad make sense. Yes. I think that you can have Iron Lad whiffs in the deck, like in the Patriot deck you have mystique, which we'll talk about later. we might be taking that card out that's... but even sometimes
0: that's not a whiff
1: yeah like and and also the fact that she is a whiff is a big reason why we're both thinking about cutting her exactly well. <laughs> My point is, is that Moyen posted an Ireland deck that was sort of based around Shuri. Also had things like Nightcrawler and Jeff in the deck. That were these these were good hits, and then it had Shang Chi, and the Shang Chi was just uh, not. I, I didn't enjoy it, so I swapped it out for Taskmaster because, obviously, Taskmaster's broken and sure. And you just can't run the one whiff. Because like, every time yeah. you Iron Lad hits the Taskmaster, you're fucked. You're fucked. It's a 4-2, yeah. um, yeah. which is unfortunate. So you do need to definitely consider what cards you're putting in your deck if you're playing Iron Lad. Still, nevertheless, I was happy with my purchase. If you were considering buying it, it's probably fine. I don't know yeah. if it's going to get nerfed super quickly. It seems like there was a lot of hype, and the hype isn't... That's not a hundred percent the case right it's just kind of a good card it's not dominating the meta right now i don't i don't feel i don't feel like i don't feel like it's it's hurting the the kind of decks i can play right now at least
0: i think that the patriot list is the kind of thing that shifts a metagame yeah it's just like the, the way i conceive of that list is just like it's doing the thing with the biggest possible numbers and when you're doing the thing with the biggest possible numbers, you're gonna demand answers from your opponents. And that's the kind of thing where it's just like you need to keep enchantress in your deck. <laughs> like you need to have this stuff in your sights. And I do think that is probably the context where Iron Lad is the most unfair, which is why I built it, right? Like people were talking about like, oh, play him in ongoing. Mm-hmm. It's like why would I play him in ongoing? when I could play him in a deck that uses the best parts of ongoing and also the best parts of another deck, right? Like, this is actually a better ongoing shell than the ongoing deck. Mm-hmm. A
1: lot of people, honestly, the most, uh, the most decks I saw day one of Iron Lad were just Iron Lad slot into the Black Bolt Stature deck and then whatever right. card soup you want to support that, right? Whether it's Dino. He's good there. Yeah, it's fine. It's a fine card, right? But in Patriot, it yeah. feels broken. It, it's just like, yes. <laughs> when that thing hits a brood, we I guess we'll just we'll name these things. Iron Chad hits brood. Iron Man, you're like, it just feels so good. Brood,
0: Iron Man, Doctor Doom, Onslaught, Patriot. There's just like so many things that are fucked up on a 4-6 body. And then the thing that makes it more fucked up though is that it's a force multiplier. Mm. You hit that blue Marvel and then you play the other blue Marvel. And it's like, oh my God, that's not okay. And that's why I don't think like the Jubilee comparison works. Jubilee isn't doubling you up. Mm -hmm. Iron Lad is doubling you up when you get a good hit. You're getting two Dr. Dooms. You're getting two Blue Marvels. You're getting two Patriots and also their four sixes.
1: Yeah. Iron Man four six busted card. (laughs) Yes. It's so broken. Um, all right, Cam, so Howard the Duck is coming out. Do you think that that card is even going to make a splash on all these Iron Land decks? Because so I look at something like Patriot. I'm not putting Howard the Duck in there because everything's a freaking hit, baby. I don't need to know right. what the top card of my deck is.
0: Yes, that's the issue with Howard the Duck. I think there, there is exactly one kind of deck where you would want to play Howard the Duck, and that is a deck where you would play a 1-2 ongoing. Mm. That's it. I think, I think if you're playing Spectrum specifically that is a thing that you might be interested in if you're playing thanos spectrum howard the duck sure right like you can't run Quinjet anymore or you might actually be in the market for a one two i'm not sure you'll always be in the market for a one two because you know killmonger yeah but yeah like like that's sort of where i'm at with him i view him as uatu but an ongoing effect and you need a really compelling reason for me to change my mind on that. Yeah.
1: One two body that doesn't do anything immediately when it hits the board is just not making it modern day Marvel Snap. I don't think.
0: I like how you say modern day Marvel Snap. Like this game's been off for like. I think there yeah, was a time. Marvel snap. It would have totally been fine. There was a time <laughs> no when would. people would put one twos in their deck, right? Or they Yeah, would... it's called like, when you don't have any cards that aren't a one-two.
1: <laughs> exactly. But modern day, no more. Yeah, modern day. Cam,
0: or I could Grizzled Marvel Snap veteran <laughs>
1: I couldn't find the information on this when I was
0: looking back for the notes, mm. but there
1: was a lo- there was an update on location, specifically something relating to subterranean. Do you know the information on it? I saw it with tweeted. I do. Out
0: I later. actually I actually have all of that actually. Fantastic. Uh, so location changes, and you can actually find this on my Twitter. So shout out to uh me. You're welcome. So location changes, what happened was uh data mined by Snapdot fan, and this is to my knowledge accurate. Catalan went from common to uncommon. Uh, Krakoa went from rare to ultra rare. Lechugia went from common to uncommon. Morag went from uncommon to rare. Plunder Castle went from uncommon to rare. Sanctum Sanctorum went from common to uncommon. Subterranea went from common to uncommon. Now, from what I understand, based on some previous data mines, the way this works is there are X number, of common locations and each of them gets x weight right so it's not just this percentage to get a common location it's you know right now there are 58 common locations each of them has a weight of 200. there are 31 uncommon locations each of them has a weight of 125 so there's not just more common locations they're also weighted more heavily and that's how they stay more common so As I understand it, the numbers right now are you are about 70% for any revealed location to be a common. You're about 23% for an uncommon, about 7% for a rare, and less than 1% for an ultra rare. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, those
1: all sound like good changes to me in terms of the ones that rotated down. Uh, oh God, yes! Uh, specifically,
0: oh, Jesus Christ, I hate that. <laughs> like, that location. I don't know how they thought that was better than ego. Mm. Like it's like ego without it being a fun meme. I just—it's <laughs> exactly as bullshit. But like, you get to pretend that you're in charge of the game for four turns. <laughs> yeah, and on turn five, <laughs> it plays your fucking two drop, and you're like, um, no, on, on turn five, it plays like a mystique on nothing. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, okay. And you have black bolt in hand. You're like, or you know, yeah, some other so, reasonable okay. five drop I mean.
1: Yeah, it's so frustrating to play again. That's the one thing about Ego is I think Ego, maybe it would be more entertaining if Ego actually played your cards on curve rather than just sometimes your random. doing, yeah. yeah. But um, I digress. I think I've had one Ego this entire season, by the way, or between multiple seasons, probably.
0: Seems so- well, as everyone knows, I have a very large mm. Ego, so I, I, I'm simpatico with our boy the bend and snap
1: all right this one comes from IC nova uh they say marvel snap should have a tournament weekend queue have it be like a Fortnite lobby have it launched when 150 people are on the queue. play seven games of uh play seven battle modes have players get prizes based on their records in the end could be things like variants i guess um it gives competitive players a place to grind and test uh and it's possible to farm plus it gives us something to do on the weekend which we don't have right now cam your thoughts
0: that would be dope but they're so far off being able to implement something like that like like, like they are, they don't even have a pc client right now like we are we are well off of that they are dealing with much more fundamental issues card acquisition the new player experience like that's the kind of thing that happens once they figure those things out once they have a pc client once that everyone is or not even everyone, just once more people are happy with card acquisition, once new players are getting brought into the game, then you can start doing that sort of in-client tournament stuff like with Runeterra or MTG Arena.
1: Yeah. And I think that it would be great once it does come, and probably everybody would agree, to be honest. I don't know who who would complain about that, but yeah, in-client tournaments are significantly more I don't know, approachable than these third party ones, even though the third party technology, by the way, has gotten much better than whenever I've used it in the past. Like they auto match you, they give you chats. It's all pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, incline tournaments, I think would be a huge step up for having end game content Marvel snap. I think I, I'm probably sound like a broken record about that stuff, but right now, yeah, a little, yeah. You hit infinite, not much to do. I'm super hyped for, I know we're not probably not going to get this tournament in a while, but I'm super hyped for conquest at this point. Um, just a place to play more battle mode because I think the battle mode is—it's a very different format from ladder, and it's super interesting. I had the biggest paradigm shift um, after playing Raven's tournament, um, the previous Hearthstone caster, or maybe current—I'm not sure—and I played against Lamby series, and he destroyed me. And I went back and watched his vod, and it's pretty cool to see how some of those top players manage snapping. In games like battle mode and, you know when they're able to snap uh prior to sort of like the normal knowledge of ladder when they like, make you pay the tax yes like lamby will draw mind stone and he's like snap like he's like this yep. is a, a busted guard i'm like okay that's
0: especially how it is with thanos <laughs> yeah. right like when you have your good hands you have to snap them it used to be you would do it because they were unbeatable, but mm-hmm. now you do it because if you're not snapping your good hands, you're gonna lose when you have to play like a bunch of games because <laughs> you're not gonna draw your good hands that much. Yeah, your opponent
1: will snap their good hands and juice you for another cube as you stand to see if you can draw something good. Um, it, it, it's it's super it's super fun. Cam, do we have a more accurate timeline on the on when conquest mode might be coming? I thought it was just. June. Is it just June? Okay. Yeah, I wasn't that's, sure. That's,
0: that's, that, that was what I heard mm-hmm. in terms of like, I believe that's what they communicated, to be clear. Yeah. Uh, I thought they said June. Maybe they said July. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be honest, I have no idea. I thought it was June, though. Let's go with June.
1: Well, maybe. <laughs> around, around June. Plus or minus uh, two months. <laughs> That'll
0: give us a safe yeah. Um. Anyway, sure. if you want to get your question or statement. Wait, what do you mean plus or minus two months? It was going to come out a month ago? I'm joking because plus,
1: plus two months is all equally. As it's going to come out a
0: month ago. You heard it here first. Conquest coming out April, 2023 <laughs> confirmed Brendan APG. Um,
1: if you want to get your question or statement read out on the podcast, you can shoot us a comment on YouTube. and We'll get it queued up for next week. Let's go on to the main topic of the pod. Uh, one thing I want to mention, Cam, in your discord, do you have a place for people to see upcoming tournaments?
0: <laughs> I actually, Okay. I don't have a place for it. But I gave Browday permission to just post them all in the battle mode channel. So it's less like I have a place and more like there's a guy. Okay.
1: Because people have been asking us for a while on this podcast and in, in the YouTube comments, where do we figure out where the freaking tournaments are? Because Yeah, the
0: answer the answer would be the battle mode channel in my Discord, but I'd have to check and make sure it was consistently being updated. Yeah. The short answer
1: though, it's just Discord in general. There's going to be plenty of people out there that have this, this information in their Discord channel. So I, I said Twitter for a while, not Twitter. Find somebody's Discord who has it listed. There's tournaments every single day, pretty much, usually multiple per day. So if you're actually looking to practice uh, and try to get better at battle mode at competitive marble stat, that's the resource. It's Discord. It's not Twitter. I apologize. <laughs> All right. Kim, onto the Patriot list. So for our audio listeners. Um, I might have to actually edit something at the beginning so you guys have a better a better idea of what the list is when we were speaking earlier. But <clears throat> the Patriot list that we were talking about is Wasp, Misty Knight, Mr. Sinister, Mystique, Patriot, Brood, Debris, Iron Lad, Iron Man, Blue Marvel, Doctor Doom, and Onslaught. And like I mentioned, this deck was chosen because, Cam put on his Twitter a while ago and I started playing in Battle Mode the Night before and realized it's probably the best deck in the format
0: because it's very obnoxious (laughs) something's just sort of fundamentally doesn't feel fair Mm -hmm. right like i keep feeling like it's like okay am i missing something here or is this like actually stupid
1: what it's hard to find decks that can can compete with it in terms of point slam yeah and i think that i really think that iron man is a key card in this deck because you threatening pressure like iron man on a single lane or dr doom on split lane how does your opponent deal with that it's really tough to deal with especially on something like a You like just
0: six. have to guess yes that's it
1: um anyway let's talk about some heuristics when playing the deck uh, a lot of these you will know if you're sort of a patriot veteran first one is is Let's talk about Ladder. So in Ladder, you're generally going to want to split up your Patriot Mystique because if you put them in the same lane, you can get blown out by something like Enchantress. And the payoff for putting in the same lane is just Onslaught and often you don't need to overcommit that much in order to win. Next up is one of the most popular playlines on Ladder right now is Wave on turn five. There's a lot of Wave decks going around. Because of that, you probably want to be playing Wasp on turn five. Usually you don't have a reason to play Wasp before the latest turn you can in the game. But if you keep it in hand for turn six, your opponent waves you on turn five, your cross loss. It's not great. Um, you what are,
0: about Black Bolt? I did want to prompt you with that. Yes,
1: I'm happy you reminded me because you brought this up earlier. So you can also use Wasp as a way to protect against Black Bolt. I think one of the sort of Historically famous Patriot lines, Patriot turn sixes, is to actually just be playing at your curve, not uh, playing at your sort of your Patriot targets all the way up to turn six. Turn six, you go Patriot, then Mystique. That's not so common nowadays because of how how much wave happens. But also, if you are going to go with that turn six line, you're actually susceptible to Black Blackpool killing one of those cards on turn five because they'll be lowest cost cards. So if you have the Wasp in hand, it can protect against that. So if you've recognized my opponent is not going to play wave or it's very unlikely and you think they'll play Black Bolt based off their their initial cards, yes, you should probably keep the Wasp in hand to dodge uh, the
0: Black Bolt discarding one of your key cards. So. It's also worth sometimes pointing out that like wasp is sometimes better than like the other cards you risk discarding. So you actually do have to think about that. Don't just like default be like, oh, they're playing Black Bolt. I'm not playing wasp. Like actually think about it because they're they're depending on what your hand is. There are going to be times when you're going to be like, ah, I wish I didn't get that wasp discarded. (laughs) Like that's a real thing. Yeah. If you're looking to drop the wasp with your turn six play, um,
1: things like that, you might have to drop it before Uh, decks that are good against you. So we'll talk about deck archetypes
0: first. Well, Thanos. Really? what do you mean really like we start with the cards and then snowball from the archetypes right like super scroll is really good against you yes and there there are two there are two kinds of decks that are good against you these are the archetypes all right super scroll decks that can kind of point slam with you enchantress decks those are the two kinds of decks that are good against you but they have to be like good enchantress decks like i think sarah control Mm. probably reasonable into you right like between killmonger nova their hit monkey plays enchantress they have a lot of game right Mm -hmm. if you're just playing enchantress on turn four in death wave not that it ain't that
1: yeah if your opponent is playing enchantress on turn six usually you'll be in a good spot if you split correctly i think the enchantress is powerful against you like you can get blown out by it on ladder but super scroll it's tough to deal with. Like, honestly, looking sort of down the line, this podcast coming out, Cam talking about it on his podcast or on his, on his Twitch channel. My mystique slot is now super scroll. <laughs> like I'm queuing up super scroll in that slot. Cause it also breaks the mirror, right? If, if one has, yes. if one has super scroll, it doesn't, you're, you're, you're in deep trouble. Um, The other decks that are good, uh, like deck archetypes are going to be Thanos, Thanos, Killmonger sort of tech card soup. So you have the Killmonger, you have potentially an Enchantress, but also super scroll has made it in there it happened to be in the strong. tournament leech as well can be <laughs> annoying with the doctor doom um yeah ultimately the thanos is just going to hit enough targets for them to be able to cast a death really cheap and it's hard to play around super early because yeah i mean you if you're patriot and you have the curve that's misty knight into debris into you, you just kind of got
0: to play it a lot of the times so you're just doing nothing so yeah it's a decent yeah, card i did i did win one of those games i saw that. where yeah, they did this. Like, they, they kill my entire board, play a death for free, and I still win.
1: <laughs> Dude, I had three matches and three individual opponents playing that deck in that tournament. I had to beat them in battle modes with it, and it was just like, it, felt, it was an uphill battle. Um, right, but like, you did win them all, right? Are we sure this is
0: a bad matchup or just one that just feels bad?
1: So, all of the games I won were either extremely close. There was one where my opponent played really well,
0: um, and I.
1: Won it by one cube. There was one where it flipped a dream dimension, and then it flipped that one location where it spawns the rocks and you have to not play for them to blow up. And yeah. just aggressively snapped early because they were on some sort of death deck. Did get first game of the first game of the match, by the way. Didn't get any information on my cards. I play only into Dream Dimension. I snap them like turn three. They stay in eight cube where it takes them down to two cubes. Only reason I won that match. It was an absolute it was just gotcha. a terrible matchup for me, but they lost 8 cubes. And the way Battle Mode works, if you lose an 8 cube off the bat... Yeah, you're just dead. You're on tournament life every single match. Yeah. It's tough. Um, your Doom bots, if you don't know this, but they are buffed by Patriot. So that that's what makes this deck so strong and why Dr. Doom is so good in it, is you're splitting pressure. If you go something like um, Patriot, Mystique, Blue Marvel, Dr. Doom, your Doom bots are 10 power, tough for your opponent to deal with. And you can sort of place it however you want, right? So you can even historically the patriot lane is the weakest lane it's probably the easiest one for your opponent to win well you just throw the doctor doing somewhere else you get a 10 power doom bot landing in there it's tough for them to deal mm-hmm. with um yeah i don't think anything else around that the main things keep in mind for me if you're bringing this onto ladder is the turn five wave and splitting first enchantress and the i guess we can talk about those iron chad hits baby brood iron man doom mystique's the only whiff but we might take
0: that out uh, explain the brood and mr sinister thing because i think people are somehow still caught off guard by this but yes. yeah they 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 copy the card that triggers them so iron lad is gonna be six power sinister clone or two six power broods or God forbid you get Wakandan Embassy, and it's even larger. Like, and also note, those things will benefit from Patriot. They're still a Sinister clone, they're still Broodlings. So, you're still going to be getting, like, it's basically just completely nuts when you hit mm-hmm. one of those. I played a Mirror, and the only difference in the game was I played a Mr. Sinister, but they iron ladded and played a copied Mr. Sinister, and I was just dead. <laughs> yeah it was like oh okay
1: iron lad as a 416 quite powerful which is what happens off the brood also there's a lot of dark hawk decks running around so corg and rock slide as a result your iron lad hits a rock you're still in business baby
0: <laughs> yeah, that, it's no- still the thing which is a card that people play in patriot decks <laughs> like it is kind of ridiculous how like even your bad hits wasp misty mm-hmm. knight like you're still totally fine with them because you're a Patriot deck. And that's sort of why this is the better Iron Lad list, right? Because like in the ongoing deck, you actually have bad hits. But in this deck, your worst possible hit, you end up with nothing. Is actually a thing you're totally fine with, unless it's Mystique, in which case you ended up with nothing. Which you do have to sometimes consider, like, there's a lot of times where I'll be like, if there's a Mystique in the deck, I'll go Patriot Mm -hmm. into Mystique instead of playing a Debris or Patriot into Iron Lad instead of playing a Debris and just make Mystique like less of a bad hit. Right.
1: Yeah. A lot of times, like playing Iron Lad on turn four is probably one of the most, I don't know, deliberate decisions you have to make in. like, while playing the stack, because you play Patriot on turn three, right? Maybe like you're expecting the like the Mystique. Literally, you have the Mystique in hand. It's like, do you play the Iron Lad or do you play the Mystique? I don't know. I feel like it really depends. A lot like, of
0: the times you play the Iron Lad. Yeah, is it thing. is. That's what I found. And that's sort of why I'm iffy on the Mystique, where it's like a lot of the times it's like if I have to choose between them, that 4-6 is so messed up.
1: Let's talk about reasons to keep Mystique. Why is Mystique in the deck at all? Well, it's because it gives your deck a lot more reach, right? The core competency of the deck is Point Slam at the end of the day and Patriot into Mystique or play, let's say you play Iron Man turn five and then your third six is Mystique plus, uh, plus Brood. I mean, you're in business. So the card is that good. That
0: happens a lot. Like you are going to do that sometimes. It's just I tend to play in such a way where like I'm almost always attacking all three lanes mm-hmm. of this list, right? And so unless I am forced To not do that, I'm very rarely Iron Man mystique right? Which is, you know, it's a good option to have. It's not super important right now because you can go so big on all the lanes even while attacking all three. Like, that's what this list does well, is it goes huge on all the lanes. You don't actually have to go Mm hyper-focused.
1: I feel like one of Mystique's best use cases is the old patriot mystique turn six and i almost Mm -hmm. never do that in this meta and with this list because my turn six is dr doom and onslaught but also everybody Mm -hmm. waves me on turn five so the the number one cuttable card which is i think contrary to what most people would think when looking at this list for the first time is probably the mystique and then the second most cuttable card is probably the misty knight
0: yeah i i believe there's someone in my chat who cut misty knight for leech which yeah i'm with it like Leech is a card I always want to fit in these lists, mostly on ladder, because it's like, all right, look, you want to enchantress me? You better do it early. <laughs> you better not let me get to the the that turn five, turn six. You better do that before. You better play that out now. And I think that's usually pretty useful. Yeah. All right. Another note, by the way, is stuff that gets enchantress gets buffed by Patriot.
1: Yes, it so does. So
0: keep that in mind.
1: Oh, I won a uh, very critical game today with that exact interaction and i was I, i'll be serious with you cam i was a little surprised when i won i was like wait what the hell oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> i had someone retreat and then come into my chat and be like yeah i think i was just dead there to the patriot and Champions. i was like yeah i knew it all along <laughs> totally i knew i knew that all along i was yeah 100 percent i had a
1: pretty a pretty funny moment where you know i maybe didn't look like the sharpest tool in the shed my opponent had a super scroll on board and i got daily bugle i got their super scroll and turn and they had i deliberately play iron man on turn five i played my patriot and here's the super scroll copies and i'm like i'm gonna blow them out with my super scroll because super scroll says has the ongoing of all enemy cards and i thought oh, it would copy yeah, yeah, yeah. his super no. scroll and i no. was like i was when it didn't happen i was like what the hell and i was like wait that would be an infinite loop. Obviously, that yes. doesn't work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, so PSA on that one. Um, all right, Cam, anything to left to say on the Patriot deck before we move on?
0: Uh, it's awesome. I'm really happy for you. I don't think it's like invulnerable, but mm-hmm. it is sort of setting the bar of you must be this tall to ride, where this tall means some sort of mid-range soup deck with the tech cards or really anything that can pressure it or here's here's i'll tell you what i'm really afraid of with this list hmm. do you remember those other patriot lists with like leech and super scroll in them yes the ones oh, that existed shit, right we before never this one <laughs> yeah. yes we never beat that we are never in a million years beating like the patriot list from tournaments like three weeks ago yeah never it's never happening if i start, so i don't know how viable that list is if this list forced people to run more Enchantress, but yeah,
1: Yeah. well, if I start running into Death Wave decks with uh Super Scroll on them instead of Shang-Chi, I'm gonna be pissed.
0: (laughs) 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 Can you imagine? (laughs) That's actually probably correct
1: with Iron Man in the deck and Blue Marvel. Yeah, I mean, no, like that's
0: actually Death Wave, actually, probably should be doing that. I think you might be right. Mm, Serendipity, Like, like, think about it, right? Like, it's not just us, it's the Dark Hawk deck. Like, I actually think you might be, like, that actually might be what Deathwave should be decking in right now.
1: Oh, I have, de- have Deathwave on the list of decks we're going to talk about after this, and the main thing I want to discuss with you.
0: So let's just jump into decks. Let's jump into decks
1: right now. Let's start, okay. let's start with Deathwave. Let's go. Cam, solve this goddamn turn four for me, because it's so bad in Deathwave. No. I'm playing Deathwave, everything's going <laughs> great, and then I get to turn four and I have to play Shang-Chi on an untargetable board. It feels terrible.
0: It is terrible. Congratulations. This is what happens when you play this fucking deck. (laughs) The thing about death Wave for me is in the games where you get to go kill off a Bucky in the games where you kill off a Bucky and then play a wave into your combo. You're one of the best decks in the game Mm -hmm. in the games where literally anything else happens. You are in struggle city. Mm-hmm. you are like, this is the whole reason why, like whenever people talk about death wave, it's like, all right, why do we think doom wave became popular? It's because it got a lot of the upside of death wave, not all of it while not having to be so reliant on gimmicky bullshit to get priority and keep it and stay ahead the entire game. Right. Turns out wave can slam the door just as easily if you just play her with good cards. And that's always been the weakness of death wave where it's like, all right, what are we playing? We're playing. Squirrel Girl Yondu Bucky Carnage Killmonger Deathlock as the cards we want to be playing on the first four turns of the game? That that's just ass. Mm. It's just bad unless you blow up the Bucky. Yeah. And let me
1: let me read out this list for our audio listeners. This is uh my death wave list is the one that I play. Uh Squirrel Girl Yondu Bucky Barnes Carnage Killmonger Wave Deathlock Shang-Chi Arrow Doctor Doom She-Hulk Death. So Cam said it right. Uh you Eating the Bucky Barnes of the Carnage or Deathlock is probably one of the best things you can be doing in the early game. Outside of that, your early game is terrible. It's so bad. And also you telegraph your archetype really, really early. I feel like there's less armor in the meta. Like people, when Nebula came out, people were just default nebula to drop armor to protect their nebula because there's a lot of yeah. killmonger. That has since stopped, so Death Wave is more playable now. But the main thing that Death Wave tries to do and why it can be a good deck is it wants to kill four things with um with killmonger with you know your carnage whatever basically discount death by four and then it wants to play wave on five and then it wants to play three spells on i'm surprised that's six. actually not
0: how i play it
1: yeah so that's how i play it so you want you want your, i play it for two yeah so well you can get you can get three right
0: um, yeah, but you can, but like, like you're not going to draw. But it, the issue is drawing those three cards that much. That I always play for two. I feel like. Yeah,
1: I think that's more common, right? But if you have the arrow in it, if you have the arrow as well as a Doctor Doom, you're you can't you can't triple spell. Also, the thesis for having something like Squirrel Girl in the deck instead of the Hood is because you want to be like discounting death. Is just I disagree.
0: Super key. I disagree. The thesis for Squirrel Girl is that it's a one three, and the thesis for know the Hood is that you're never actually going to be able to play the demon mm-hmm. if you want to play She-Hulk. So like, that's the thesis. I feel like the thesis that like Squirrel Girl, believe me, sucks. <laughs> but like the thesis for no hood, I think is actually more related to your in- the inclusion of the She-Hulk and the fact that you have to pass with two extra floating energy on turn five, which is normally when you'd be able to mix in a card, Like the demon, because you know, unless you go straight up demon Bucky Carnage, most of the time that thing's not going to be being played until turn four, turn five, right? Like it's it's not a card that you are able to get out of your hand early, and so it often ends up just being kind of dead. Whereas Squirrel Girl, when Armor and Cosmo are popular, can take priority early Mm. so that you actually have priority to play your Bucky stuff, and I think that's why I like Squirrel Girl in the list. It's not for like death stuff it sure if you can pull it off that's fine but like you are talking about a three card combo in a deck that is going to draw that three card combo ballparking here less than 25 percent of the time
1: yeah i mean it's more of a two it's more of a two card combo with whatever the third card is left over because i mean it could be anything right like your third card could just be the shang chi it doesn't have to be something No, when
0: i say three card combo i mean wave she hulk death Mm, mm, mm. yeah you want to be drawing wave every single time (laughs) so it's it's
1: true it's true right but you know sometimes you can discount the death enough that you're doing something like you know skip turn five she hulk death plus something or you're skipping turn five you're playing arrow she hulk these things are just like i feel like death wave is a deck that you can approach if you want to have a lot of agency over the game but ultimately i think you'll lose to some just more powerful decks, right? You'll lose yep. to the Patriots, you'll lose to some of these black belts The Black Bolt decks, fuck you, by the way. <laughs> Sorry for my language, yeah. but it's, it's bad. That's...
0: It's bad. The fact that just discard death every single time. It's just like, oh my fucking god. It's bad. I'm like that's the kind of, like that's so brutal. God,
1: maybe we should turn Yandu into wasps just so it can sit in our hand and protect <laughs> against
0: <laughs> Let's play some yellow jacket, dude. Damn. Oh,
1: yeah, so that, that deck is really good against you. I think that. The most meta seems to move quite fast, but you'll find yourself at metas where wave on turn five is just like disrupting a bunch of people. Like maybe there's a lot of Thanos. I, I don't know where that's. But now everybody's doing it, and everybody has stature in their deck, and they're all like double spelling on turn six when you wave them on turn five, and it's not asymmetric. Or even just Zabu. Yeah, exactly. What? Good <laughs> just, point. Just yes. Zabu. Z- 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 Zabu allows your opponent to double spell four cost cards on turn six. The whole idea of wave on turn five, like obviously you're discounting and you're kind of abusing the shield, but you want it to be asymmetric. You want yes. you to be doing the two spells, your opponent to be doing the one. And it does, doesn't really happen in today's meta.
0: There, there, there's too much. Sarah, Zabu, Stature, Miles. There's too much. Yes. That goes through wave. Yeah. Well. Speaking of stature,
1: kind of scroll back up here. Let's talk about Shuri. Um, This list, I think, is quite strong. So I'll read it out. It's Sunspot, Nebula, Psylocke, Armor, Polaris, Shuri, Taskmaster, Captain Marvel, Stature, Vision, Black Bolt, She-Hulk. I mean, this is kind of... This is
0: the Wolos list, right?
1: It could be. I actually reconstructed this list after losing to somebody in not today's tournament, but a different tournament. They just racked me with it, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm building no, this This
0: deck. is, this is uh, maybe one or two cards off, if not the Wolos list, I believe. Uh, WWLOS underscore CCG, I think, on Twitter. Um, but yeah, uh, I am into it, but fundamentally, what you are is a deck trying to high roll a five off of Psylocke. And I just hate being that. Yeah, so let's
1: talk about why Psylocke is in the deck. The Psylocke's in the deck because your entire game plan with this deck is Shuri into big five costs. And if you don't draw that, without Psylocke, the idea is that you would just lose every game. So uh, what you would do here is you play Psylocke on turn three and then you're able to play a five cost early. It's really powerful when it works. It's good. I, I still think the deck doesn't have that much reach when you do the Silock thing. I think the deck only really wins wins games when you do the Shuri
0: thing, to be honest. I think I like I I believe me, I'm like the number one Psylock hater. Yeah. But I have I have played against this deck and like you know when it does the Psylock thing, it's like, okay, you Silocked in the Black Bolt and then played like a vision and like now your turn six is actually really scary. Like it's not a ton of points, but if you on the other side are doing something pretty mopey, like it's okay
1: <laughs> shuri is still a good card um the nerf hurt really hurts in the sense that it feels like a lot of the time with so much shang chi running around you need to develop the shuri into an armor lane because you can't develop it into a cosmo lane anymore Fortunately, yep. so that's when like when
0: you do the armor stuff though it's insane it's I, still insane it's still the dominant card that it was
1: exactly i think that Those games, you pretty much win all the time, but at the same time, your opponent just retreats all the time. So, yes. It's very Telegraph. So, yeah, you're Shuri into Black Bolt, into uh, Stat- or Taskmaster Stature on the last turn, or you Shuri into Skip turn five, She-Hulk, plus some five drop, maybe Vision, Shuri. You can also Shuri into Vision, etc. It's It's literally Bunch standard Shuri. Shuri. Um, your best lines are probably Shuri, Black Bolt, and then play Taskmaster, copy the Black Bolt, and then drop the Stature. It's a good deck. It's a good deck, to be honest. I, I, I don't like it because it really feels like I have to draw Shuri every single game, <laughs> and that's not my yeah. favorite. All right. Thanos. And this is from Lambie series. This is a Thanos deck that he took to the finals of a uh, Raven's Tournament this past week. So this is Wasp, Lockjaw, Killmonger, Wave, Shang-Chi, Devil Dinosaur, Leech, Doctor Doom, America, Chavez, Thanos, Magneto, Death. So the Death is pretty key here. So you are Killmongering your own stones, discounting the Death, obviously you can get it off of Lockjaw. The key to playing Thanos is in my opinion, which is not really my opinion, because I heard it from Wambi when he a- somebody asked uh, on the VOD I was watching, was you really need to understand the utility of the stones. If, you, if you're not using the stones as powerful cards, uh, you know individually powerful cards, then you're playing the deck wrong.
0: I was actually going to suggest that the key to playing Thanos was you have to aggressively snap your good hands and be willing to leave the bad ones. Because mm-hmm. this deck, far from being the predator it used to be is now a deck where it's like if you're doing good you're in these games but if you are not doing good you are in a ton of trouble if you are not doing something broken if you are just playing mopey bullshit you need to be willing to leave mm-hmm. what
1: what are some examples of good hands that people might not recognize as good hands uh, I'll go first and it's just turn one mind stone Yes, yeah, the existence
0: good. of Mindstone and Lockjaw in your opener. Yeah, lo- I mean, that's if <laughs> pretty much it. Yeah,
1: Lockjaw is great in your opener, but uh, I think <laughs> hey, hey. Mindstone turn one is more powerful than you think. It's, it's really key to getting this deck going. Back
0: when Thanos was a dominant list, we were of the opinion that it was better to snap on Mindstone than it was on Lockjaw. It's not even a joke. Mm. Like, Mindstone is an absolutely broken card.
1: Yeah. One thing I want to mention about this deck, if you're playing it against uh, Galactus, <laughs> Somehow I know this little tip. You can turn for uh, Time Stone, which gives you an extra resource. And then you can play Magneto on turn five. And if your opponent has played Electro to try to (laughs) get their Galactus out, you can now suck their Electro to whatever lane you want, likely, sniping the the Galactus. So even though this doesn't have arrow, it's pretty freaking good against Galactus with that turn five. Uh, You can
0: also do this asymmetrically off of their wave. Right. So if they wave mm. Galactus, you always have the option to pull the wave to at least a 50 50 guessing where their Galactus is going to go.
1: Pain. That's, that's all I have for you is pain. Uh, yeah. But very, very good deck still. I think that a lot of people are off this deck um, since the nerf, but you know, some players in particular having I'll a lot of success honest, with I'll
0: be honest, I think they are correct to be off this deck mm. since the nerfs. Well, I think Lambie uh, is Lambie. Yeah. And he gets this deck better than anyone. But I think your average person is going to find success more so with other lists than with Thanos, right? Yeah. Do you I think... Don't necessarily think that's true for everybody? I do think it's a deck with an insanely high skill cap, mm-hmm. so it'll be true for a lot of people listening. That's what I was going to ask if you, yeah, if you thought it was a high skill cap deck, and I agree with you, it is because of stones. So <laughs> There's so many decisions you have to make. Yeah, and it's not just like making the correct decisions; it's on a meta level because of the current constitution of the deck. It's making the correct decisions and the correct snaps. Mm. And that's hard even for someone like me. Like that's just it's it requires a fortitude to play a deck like that and a very willingness to deal with it when it goes wrong Mm -hmm. that I, I think is rare and admirable.
1: All right, so let me know if I'm right, Cam. I believe this next Shoot. list is from Get Wrecked. Uh, I did snag it yes. from you. Yeah, okay, so I did snag it from you, but it is from Get Wrecked. Um, this is a Iron Lad Dino list. Uh, for our audio listeners, it is Korg, Zabu, Jeff, Sentinel, Mystique, Agent Coulson, Darkhawk, Shang Chi, Rockslide, Iron Lad, Devil Dinosaur, Doctor Doom. I think this list.
0: Uh, I didn't have a Shang Chi in it.
1: Okay. Well, what did you have for that four slot?
0: I don't think so. I can. I can, I can go check. I, I may have swapped uh, that.
1: It, it could have been. I an don't
0: recall putting a Shang Chi in it. Let me put it that way. I think what I had in there, I'll tell you what I had in there. Wait, you really don't know what I had in there? No, I have no clue at this point. Really? After everything we've talked about today, you, have, you You yeah. do not know. You do not. No, 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 no. After everything we've talked about today, everything we've talked about, you don't know what tech card I put in there. I
1: feel like I know I just said
0: it right. There's... It's super scroll. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah! I remember playing with that. I remember playing with that. OK, such Shang-Chi. That's not what was in that deck. The whole point of this deck was that it was able to proactively deal with the Patriot List mm. when Get Wrecked was playing this. This was the only thing I felt was reasonable into the Patriot List because of the Super Scroll. If you take the Super Scroll out of this deck, it's garbage. Don't play it. But if you have Super Scroll in here, you are suddenly a deck that can compete on points while also being able to leverage your Iron Lad really, really well. You Iron Lad into Enchantress, that screws you up some of the time. Mm. You Iron Lad into Super Scroll, absolutely not. You Iron Lad into Shang-Chi, well, it doesn't do anything, right? Like, but when you Iron Lad into Super Scroll against the Dark Hawk Mirror, a Patriot, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God, is it messed up. Yeah, like I,
1: th- I thought the, the super scroll was for. So when I was when I was playing list, I was encountering no patriot on ladder. I thought it was for Darkhawk, um, and it was really strong. I actually think that if I wasn't going to play the patriot list on ladder, this is the deck that I would play. If correct. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, I think it's. I think that this. In a non patriot Again,
0: <laughs> again with super scroll.
1: With Super Scroll, I think this is the best list in a non Patriot world, which I don't think exists anymore. I think we're in a Patriot I mean, world. I think now. it might
0: be the best list in a Patriot world. I actually felt unfavored in there. I mm. can tell you that's the only matchup I felt unfavored against. What? Like, I have not played any other matchups, and I played against a ton of good players, a ton of good decks. That's the one that I was like, oh man, I don't like this. That okay. and like the mirror. That's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, I think, so, if we're looking at, like, decks to play, if you're still trying to get infinite, or if you just best decks in the meta, play like this and Patriot right now are our number ones. Uh, we
0: have one- I think you would just play Patriot, right? Like, you would just, you just, you just, like, just go ahead and do it, right? I'd play like, Patriot you just,
1: with Super Scroll, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you'd just, like, swap the Mystique for a Super Scroll and be like, I'm good. Yeah, definitely. Just wait, just try to, try to beat up on people who aren't as up on this as you are, is what it is.
1: One more list. Uh, it's called Iron Chat, I believe it's from Den. Um, it is Iceman, Korg, Zabu, Jeff, Mr. Fantastic, Darkhawk, Rockslide, Iron Lad, Sandman, Leader, Dr. Dillon, oh, American yeah. Childless. So I know for you, anybody listening or here's me you at list, you're like, it sounds like the same damn list. Well, it kind of is, but it does have Sandman. I think that Sandman can be particularly powerful depending on what decks are in the meta. Um, also Iron Lad with pretty much everything in this deck is an absolute hit. Even on the Mr. Fantastic. Iron
0: Lad... This is the kind of list that I was playing pretty early on. I was doing more of a Doom Wave thing than the Sandman stuff. I get it. Sandman's like a little bit better in terms of there's not a lot that goes through Sandman. There's a ton of shit that goes through wave now, right? And I think that's the thought process here. So this is like two cards off a list I was already playing. I do think it's a little bit of a side grade to the Black Bolt Stature deck. What you get is really... The way I think of the Black Bolt Stature deck, it's really good, but it at least in tournaments, in my opinion, it is not good into the moon girl combo list. Mm. They just go a little bit bigger. And so wave then gives you an edge there. But I think that might be a little bit of uh, maybe like last week's thinking would be to put wave into your Dark Hawk list so that you had game against everything. Because I think it's like a little bit of side grade in mirrors, right? I have played a lot of lists like this. This week's thinking, I think, has to be focused on the people doing things proactively with Iron Lad. So like Iron Lad Patriot, Iron Lad Dinosaur. You got to be focused a little bit more on that. You got to be focused a little bit more on. And I think you are a little focused on black bolt stature here. Sandman leader really good into that. But what if they're just ahead by enough for that not to matter? Yeah. And that's 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 why we're doing all the other stuff here. This is a deck that is built to beat the Dark Hawk mirror. That's what's happening here. And I think that's fine if that's what you're interested in doing i just wonder if you aren't giving up some percentage against people attacking from different angles it's Mm -hmm. very i think inbred list where it's like i want to win dark hawk mirrors uh you have black bolt stature i have sandman leader i'm gonna win those
1: it's genuinely fascinating how quickly the marvel snap meta moves week to week it feels like when we talk about last week's meta it just feels like a lifetime ago and those
0: yeah yeah. You remember I was talking about, oh, remember those old Patriot lists from three weeks ago? <laughs> One tournaments like three weeks ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Ridiculous. All right, Cam, anything else you want to wrap up with in terms of lists, the current meta? I think that if we're gonna sum it all up, the deck that you would be playing, is it Patriot?
0: I'd be playing the Dino List. <laughs> I seriously go. think it's favored in the matchup, but I, I haven't done enough testing, so mm-hmm. don't do that on my word. So- but I, I definitely didn't feel good playing it, playing that matchup. Uh, hey. But yeah, the Patriot list is super messed up. It's just sort of fundamentally doing things that are very, very powerful. And I'm sure with the rate of the Marvel snap meta moves, it'll be easily easy to attack it. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that remains true.
1: Yeah, I was going to say begs the question. Do you think that we'll see a lot of Patriots back? Of this? I don't know if you see a lot of Patriot because uh, uh, you're I a- see.
0: I see. I uh, see. <laughs> When I first made the list,
1: mm.
0: get Wrecked, took it, and I queued into him within five games. Yeah, I hadn't posted it on Twitter, I hadn't done anything. I was playing a mirror within five games of putting the deck together. Mm. So yes, I see plenty of mirrors. I see plenty of Patriot. It's it's something. I see plenty of this exact twelve. It is always frustrating to get like. All right, let's get some footage for a YouTube video. And then it's like, oh, man, someone net decked me already. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, and there's nothing they can do about it. It's a good deck. They want to play it, right? Like I talk about this guy, I can't ask anything more than what, what we already do. It's just like I don't want to put mirror footage in a YouTube video.
1: I'm definitely a little bit lower MMR. Um, around like infinite one fifteen one twenty, and I see I saw zero Patriot this week. Um, the only time I saw Patriot was in Ravens tournament. Someone brought Patriot, but outside of that, never seen Patriot on no. ladder. I do think that will change though. Um, yeah, like
0: half half the people that I play watch me. Yes, so, <laughs> so I, think I think that's I think that's that's how that happens. It's so. an issue.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Anyway,
1: we did have a review come in this week. This is from Duncan yeah. MCA. They say, very enjoyable with a lot of interesting information and must listen for Snap fans. Thank you so much. Uh, the reviews really do help us so mu- uh, out a lot. If you listen to the podcast every week and you want to help us out, the best thing you can do is leave us a review, ideally on Apple Podcasts. But if not, you can go to ratethispodcast.com snapshot and we'll have, it's like an aggregator for reviews. So we'll detect your system and just bump you to whatever's the most convenient. Um, we are both on Twitter. I'm not Brendan APG cam is at KM Ben cam best. And that's what I was reading the bend and snap note in here because it doesn't make I'm any KM sense. Bend
0: and snap now. KM that's and what snap. they call me. They call me KM bend and snap KM bend and snap. When are you streaming on Twitch? bend and that joke only lands for people watching the video? Yeah, that was scripted. Um, what's your streaming schedule? Uh, Oh, I'm going to get it right this time. I swear to God, I'm going to get it right this time. I'm not going to mess this up again. I refuse to mess this up again. My streaming schedule, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Awesome.
1: Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next week.